clothes are the physical form of manifestation. Like it is the only way that you can physically step into something that you may not have achieved yet. Wearing sweatpants is not going to make you ask that big thing of your client. It's gonna have make you play small, unfortunately. Welcome to the Get Clear with Crystal Wear podcast, the place where we get clear on our goals, own our worth, and learn to be the CEOs of our own lives. I'm your host, Crystal Ware, lawyer and former Fortune 500 corporate leader who found the confidence to say goodbye to a lucrative career and start my own business. Now I'm opening up the playbook and sharing everything I've learned to get you there faster. It may not be easy, but it will always be worth it because you are made for more. So put on your big girl pants, jump on board, and let's reach for the stars. Are you ready to get clear? Welcome back to another special guest episode of Get Clear with Crystal Ware. Today, I am really, really excited to have Melanie Lipman on. We have been talking about scheduling this for some time and finally connected to get it going. And just like so many of my guests, you know, LinkedIn is the place. I mean, people are sharing so much fantastic information there. It is not just for jobs anymore. And there are lots of, you know, great forward-thinking people on LinkedIn where you can learn so much more than just where to get your next job. And that is how I connected with Melanie, although I think she's a big influencer on Instagram too. And since I'm new to the gram, I did not even know that. I just know her as the amazing stylist from LinkedIn. And Melanie started taking classes at the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York in high school. Her family had owned an accessories business and she's always loved fashion. After that, she went on to get her degree and studied merchandising, cosmetics, and fragrance marketing in college and then immersed herself in the fashion world where she landed an internship with the one and only Marie Claire. So that is so amazing. After that and becoming a mom, she pivoted to creating her own stylist image consulting and color consulting company. And that is what she is currently doing, working with, I don't know what, hundreds, thousands of even women at this point. She has helped influence so many with the way they feel, how they look. And it's so important that what we feel about ourselves, and that can totally stem from what we're wearing, the colors we have, how it complements us, the sizing, all those things. And that is what Melanie excels at. So I was so excited to get her on because she can talk to us about many things that we all struggle with. So welcome to the show, Melanie. I am so excited to talk to you about this today. I'm so excited to be here. So I know I gave a really condensed version, but I always like to start because part of the you know reason I started this podcast is to help other ladies really learn about alternative options for jobs. So give us a little bit more background about how you ended up creating your own boutique company uh, and working with women. Absolutely. So I, as you as you mentioned, I grew up in the fashion industry, and I worked corporately for about ten years, um, and in the fine jewelry industry. And what most people don't realize is the fine jewelry industry and the whole entire fashion industry is filled with men with white hair. So <laughs> we only think it's law, and we only think <laughs> it's corporate America. It is the fashion industry as well. These are the people that are making our decisions about what to wear. The the people that we would hope to, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> 
So um, when I was in, worked in this corporate space, I was given my job. I have a very, very big job. I was in charge of a fine jewelry brand and I sold to stores like Neiman Marcus, Saks, Barney's, and um, really kind of, you know, putting together what their merchandise planning and what they were purchasing. And I went all over the world. I went to Basel, Switzerland. I went to Paris. I went to all these amazing places. And what happened is even though I had the quote unquote fashion gene and I was born with all of these skills and I enjoyed getting dressed, I would sit at these tables and feel like I didn't belong there. And because I, of course, was a woman, I was the youngest person in the room. I was the shortest person in the room. I am only five foot one. And I felt about like one inch sitting in that room and kind of would quickly be like, do I deserve to be here? Like, like what? Like, and feel like I went like, into my turtle shell as opposed to what I needed to be doing in these meetings and kind of being like, no, I need more shelf space. I need more of this. I need more money for advertising. I need all of these things. And really feeling powerful, I did not. And the way that I dealt with it, because that's the way that I, you know, we all have our coping mechanisms is I thought that if I would wear all of the fancy brands that would be expected in this industry, like Chanel and Louis Vuitton and Louboutin. So I went and put on like what I call like the armor. I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't feel like I'm, I'm serious enough and I don't feel like I like the part. So I'm going to go put all this stuff on. <laughs> and I went into debt because you know what? It's not like you're being handed all of these things for free, even though you're in this industry, but there was that expectation. So I really kind of got myself in this bind. And it wasn't until actually the CEO of my company, who is a female um, and actually came from a very corporate background. She was an attorney and also in finance. So she was like, you know, worked in this funky male dominated field, but came from this very male dominated field. She calls me out one day in her office and she's like, what's going on? Like, can we have like the old you back? And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, no, it just, you feel like it's just different. Like what's going on here? And she would like make comments about what I was wearing. And I remember walking out of her office and saying, I don't know who I am. Like she like, I was, I was like, who am I? And it's kind of like that come to moment of like who it is. And it's because every single thing that I thought and I felt was shaped by society, my parents, whether it was religion or what my thoughts were or what I wore and all of these things. So when someone actually stepped and asked me like, what's going on here? Like explain, it was like this moment. I'm like, oh God, like I don't even know where to be. <laughs> more than just clothes. And that's when I really started to realize like, this is not only clothes, this is like identity. This is how I see myself. And what I did is I went back and kind of did all the things that I was taught in my childhood, um, that I learned working in my family's accessory store is because what I really enjoy doing is helping women feel confident. Like that was like someone coming for a pair of earrings and I would be like, where are you going? Who are you like? And then kind of like make it so like she would like not want to go. She went, came in like not wanting to go to like her son's bar mitzvah because her ex-husband was going to be there to be like, I'm so excited because I have these amazing earrings. So I, I went and coached myself on this and been like, okay, so like stop wearing what everyone else you know, chasing trends and doing all of that stuff and really understand how I can feel confident in my clothes through creating my own personal brand. And so I did that when I was worked in the corporate world. And then when I had my son, um, I stopped working for all about like three minutes and I would go to play dates at my friend's houses and I'd be like, I'd be a grocery closet. <laughs> and I'd start like putting together outfits and stuff like that. And one of my friends like, 
this isn't normal. Like you like get so much joy out of like something that I hate so much. And so I went back to FIT and I got a degree in image consultation and color consultation just so like I, because like I know how to dress myself, but it's not about me making, you know, telling me, telling you what I'm wearing. It's about me tapping into what colors look good on you, what styles look good on you, but also helping you trust yourself. And then part of that after all of that fast forward is then I went and got um, coaching certifications um, because I wanted to help women actually do this for themselves as opposed to me doing it for them. Wow. I want to back up to a few places because I think you have even more to share than (laughs) I was planning on. I mean, I like to just take it as we go. And I loved how you mentioned you were in these rooms and not feeling like you belonged. And I understand that um, because I've been in boardrooms giving a presentation where I was the youngest, one of the only female, the least tenured, and also the shortest because I'm 5'1 also. <laughs> I, always, I always joke to people that that's We're all why tall I had, on LinkedIn. Yeah. And, and that's why I have a big personality, right? I'm like, well, I have to be gregarious and, you know, bigger than this tiny body. Um, but, you know, when you when you felt like you didn't belong, um, how did you handle that? I mean, you touched on it a little bit, but you know, how did you get through that and manage through that? And, and, and how do you think that aided or kind of shifted your, you know, kind of career? I think like as all high achieving women, we are such overachievers. So there's the idea of like, what more do I need to do? What more certifications? I remember like I read, I was the person in the airport that read every single like personal and professional development book. Like I was obsessed with coaching before I even knew what it was like (laughs) sort of thing. So I became like, well, if I just need to be the best. And so I really, you know, taught and molded myself. And I also had this really amazing skill of like, I knew when someone didn't really like me and and then I made it my mission that I was going to become their best friend. (laughs) Sort of. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you like me, and so there was like that aspect to it, and then also like one thing that I know that a lot of my clients and I always talk about is that emotional intelligence. Like while I can sit in a room and tell you every single fact and every single thing, I actually felt like me coming there with a personality and a point of view of being like, well, just because you've done this for so many years, like can we try something different, or have you ever thought about that? And it it definitely changed the dynamic within those situations because people would be like, well, we want to hear what she has to say. And it's much more interesting. And then, you know, the, the, my coping mechanism (laughs) at the moment was, you know, that those designer items and really making me try to feel like, you know, I quote unquote looked the part, but that is a hamster wheel. You will never win. There's always going to be the latest and the greatest. There's always going to be something else. And it was really then again, kind of using some of those skills that I learned with all of that professional development is kind of being like, well, what sort of leader do I want to be? Like, how, what, how do I want to communicate? Like I would start getting like annoyed. Like I read all of these books and they felt like it was regurgitation and all of this stuff. And then I was like, just because it's always been done that way doesn't mean that I need to do it. So, and it was being comfortable with that. And it's so interesting because all of my clients feel the same exact way. Like I work with the most highly achieved, most intelligent women, they run hospitals, they cure diseases, they are general counsel for the hugest companies. And they still will share with me, 
I'm afraid if I wear the red blazer and I share the, shed the light on me, that they're going to realize I don't belong in there. Wow. I mean, that is so powerful because I do think it's something many of us struggle with. I mean, it's how do we feel confident? How do we feel comfortable? Um, you know, I always think about how do I want to show up? How do I want to dress? And to some degree, I feel like, I know you called it kind of the suit of armor. It made you feel a certain way about yourself. I definitely think wearing a blazer, I mean, I like them, to be honest. I I feel comfortable in them other than, you know, living in Texas and it's 100 degrees, so it's not practical all the time. (laughs) But there is something about putting on those clothes and feeling like you look like the part. And, you know, that's one of the things I really wanted to dive in with you on the closing selection is, you know, after COVID and we all were working from home and we got more comfortable and we stopped, you know, dressing. Do you think that influenced the way we behaved, the way we felt about ourselves? And, and do you think we should dress, you know, for success? There's this beautiful quote that I love to share whenever someone comes to like a presentation, whenever I give one and it's real, I I probably know it by heart, but I'm going to butcher it a little bit. It's like peak peak performers develop powerful mental images in their mind's eye of how they want to see their future. And it's basically like all the things that we've learned in personal development. It's about visualization and about imagining it done and how you want to show up. Clothes are the physical form of manifestation. Like it is the only way that you can physically step into something that you may not have achieved yet. So it's interesting. I've heard from some of like the high, the biggest coaches that there are out there when it comes to professional and personal development, and they will make their clients walk into a very high end department store and go try those clothes on. They will be like, yeah, I want you to walk into that Bentley dealership and I want you to drive that car. And it is not until you actually can see yourself as a person that's achieved that, that you will, that you start acting like it and you start making decisions. Because unfortunately, as women, we are our own worst enemy. And a lot of our decisions are based on scarcity. Like, what if? Like, what if I gain weight? What if I don't lose the weight? What if, what, like, literally, I deal with what ifs and shoulds all day long with my clients. And I always flip around, like, well, what if it does work? What if it does happen? Can we, let's focus on that. Like, what is possible? Who will be there with you? What does it feel like? How does it smell? How does it taste? Like all of those things. And this is where my neuro coaching certification came in because what ended up happening is, so I was, you know, your quote unquote run of the mill, like personal stylist. And I absolutely loved my job because I still was working with those really high powered women and they were, you know, surgeons and all of this very similar um, women to who I work with now. But what ends up happening, Crystal, is every three to six months, I would get like a, hey, can you come back? I, I need more help. Or um, I have a wedding to go to or I'm speaking on a panel and I'm like, okay, we bought like this amazing dress like a month ago. Like, why are you not wearing that dress? And then they would be like, well, I don't know if I'm ready or, you know, I tried it for my husband and he said it was too much. And And what I realized is I saw these women as powerhouses and I thought that they could do anything and they could because they've accomplished, like literally I'm saying they cure diseases, these women. They didn't see themselves as that person though. They were still that seven-year-old girl with a little scrawny ankles and didn't get the right seat at the lunch table and didn't get picked for cheer. There's, it's still that girl. So that's why 
I really felt it really powerful for me to learn how to teach these women how to trust themselves, to know what to wear, to feel confident and know that they're wearing the right thing in that situation to be able to pick out those things. So getting back to your full circle with your question is wearing sweatpants is not going to make you ask that big thing of your client or your boss. Like it's going to make you play small, unfortunately. And I am not saying that you need to be sitting in your house wearing five inch heels and a suit. That's not the case, but you need to tap into what is going to make you feel good that day and play full out. For some of my clients, it's wearing perfume when they're working from home. It's not like, it's not like this big thing, but it's really understanding how you, what, what you need to do as a routine because getting dressed is actually you kind of doing like your Rocky fight dance. Like I'm ready for the thing. Like it is your place of transformation to get ready for the thing. So it's you leaning into whatever that is. And we've lost a part of that when it, when the pandemic happened, you know, some of it, I mean, there was, I remember there was like one day I'm like, should I even brush my teeth? Like, it sounds so gross, but I was like, well, I don't feel like it. Like, <laughs> like we, there were no rock bottom that day, but like, there is an intention. I'm like, yeah, I do need to brush my teeth. Like I need my sons. Well, you know, I have to go be his teacher and I have to coach clients and all of that stuff. But like you having that intention is the most powerful thing. I just want to pause and say thank you to all the amazing people tuning in and making this show a success. And to share some exciting scoop, I am opening up for the first time ever, one-on-one coaching. We have two options available, the Executive Edge two-week program and the Career Catalyst six-week program, which will use my proprietary Earn It framework. If you're ready to propel your professional journey, crush your salary goals, or need someone to coach you through a big career decision, let's conquer it together. Limited spots for unlimited empowerment. Links to sign up will be in the show notes and in the link tree on my Instagram and LinkedIn site. See you there. Well, and if you go back to, you know, clothes are the physical form of manifestation, you know, I got chills when you said that because I was really thinking about it. I mean, when I was a child and people would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I either wanted to be a heart surgeon or I wanted to be the president. Honestly, that's, (laughs) that's where I was. So in my mind, it was a sleek, powerful suit. And when I put on a suit, I feel as powerful as I think I am internally. And I think it's like showing people a way to, for me to show people, you know, that I have a strong personality. I have, you know, creative thoughts and I am going to be here to make a difference um, without being super loud about it, right? It's just like what you are bringing that people can see without having to be overly loud and, you know, pushy in a meeting. Um, But I just thought it was so crazy that you said that because I'd never really thought of it in that way. Uh, so I wrote that quote down because I just, and I'll say it again, clothes are the physical form of manifestation. And that I just think is so, so, so powerful. So when you're dealing with, you know, women that maybe are not feeling as internally confident as even meeting their own achievements, things that they've already done, how do you help encourage them to um, maybe wear the colors, the shapes that um, you know go with them and with their personality and their job, but they're not feeling. Like, how do you get, how, how does that progression take place? 
So it's a mix because this is the same thing as like why a stylist is never really the solution. Like someone can't hand you style. Someone can't hand you confidence. Like someone like, that's why like you all buy the thing that you see the, the, the influencer on Instagram wearing and like you all of a sudden you're transformed to be that person. It doesn't happen. Like (laughs) we all have different bodies. We all have different lifestyles. Some of that clothes doesn't even fit that person. You don't see the pins in the back. There's all all that (laughs) stuff. Like, um, but it's helping them, you know, so it's a few things that happen because since my, I work with type A overachieving, all of that is that I actually bring it back to fact and based in knowledge. Getting dressed is just math and science. It really is. Um, it's not, it's, you know, dressing for your body type, it's proportions. It's literally learning how to balance your proportions. It is a mathematical equation. So when I show a client, like when she's wearing something and it may not be flattering for her and she can't figure out why, I help crack the code. I said, okay, if you're wearing this dress, the reason why you don't like it is because the sleeve is hitting you at your chest and it's drawing attention to your chest. And you don't want people looking there. The um, the neckline is wrong. The This is wrong. And then they're like, oh. So once they realize that that knowledge puts them in the driver's seat and they get to be in control because all of you, we all like control, right? <laughs> We all like to understand why things are happening to us and how to fix them. So it's not like, oh, this is cute. This is pretty. Like I've been obsessed with like bashing trends at the moment. Like it's not, this is what's trendy for the season. This is like, no, this is what looks good on you. And this is how to know it. And then also with um, colors, it's science. It's also, it's, you know, pairing colors, wearing colors, making them more interesting. And then it's also knowing the messages color sent. Like, and having that align with your values. So again, this is not like this pretty, like this is how to look pretty or attractive. This is like, no, oh, you're coming across as a little too powerful and you want to soften it. Like, let's change the colors that you're wearing. Let's try this print. So when they know that there's something that's actually much deeper than that, they're like, okay, I'll listen because it's not just some proofy information. So there's that aspect to it. And then just, you know, I, I have to do this to my clients all of the time. And sometimes I have to do it for myself as I have to invite them to get curious and have fun, which is something that sometimes is a little hard for them. So I will say, do me a favor. I need you to trust me. And I need you to go try this thing that you think I'm crazy for. And a lot of, t- most of the time they'll be like, wow, that looks really good. And I kind of just work a little bit of like my magic. And what I'm also very good at is connecting the dots that they don't see and also showing them their blind spots. So once I kind of show them, like these are, the, this is where I feel like is an area of opportunity. This looks like it looks like you know from your wardrobe you're gravitating towards X, Y, Z. Have you thought about this? And they're like, well, I thought about it, but I, you know, like so once I start like kind of verbalizing the things that are going in their head, like okay, she gets it. And also it's backed by science and math, so like okay, she really gets it. And then I make them take one step because this is the other overachieving problem <laughs> is like you get some information and you're like, I'm going to go out of my whole closet. Okay. I'm going to go on a shopping spree and I'm going to do that. And then you end up making really poor decisions. So it's like, no, let's like do this in a way that feels manageable. We're as comfortable. You get the like dopamine hit of like, like this, this feels good. I want to do more as opposed to this feels hard. This feels heavy. I'm done. I'm going to go back to wearing what I wore last week. Wow. So how do you feel about sizing? Because I was recently talking to one of my friends and I was saying, you know, I needed to get some new jean shorts, those jean shorts. She's a curvy girl. The jean shorts she had were so cute. And she said, you know what? I just, 
you know, I really let go of whatever the sizing was. I just tried to pretend I didn't see it. And I just tried on based on look. And that helped her a lot. Um, what do you think about that? And how do you get away from that obsession with the size? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, as analytical people were so like gung-ho on those numbers. And here's the thing is that the fashion industry is not regulated in any way, shape or form. So there's nothing that says that a size 28 waist is a size four, nothing at all. And if you go, and we all know this because we've all gone into one store and then we're a completely different size as the other store. So you might as well cut the tag out of it because it absolutely means nothing. Like, and then you'll go into like, I forgot what it is, like Chico's or like one of those stores and you're like a triple zero, but you're actually like really a size 14. I'm making that one up. It's not that drastic, but like, there's no rhyme or reason for any of that. So it's really about like being able to grab hold of like what actually is factual and what looks good on me, as opposed to this like arbitrary number. Cause it really means nothing to anyone. Like ultimately, like there's, it's not based in fact in any way, shape or form. So it's really understanding what flatters you and, you know, what looks good on you and what to gravitate for. And that's again, when you know what styles look good on you, because a lot of times what ends up happening is the reason why you're a different size and different things is that it's actually that specific, let's say pair of shorts is not the right cut for you. So you would have to go up two sizes because you shouldn't, you know, it's not the most flattering cut where if we were wearing the flattering cut, you would be a different size in it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it really is so much to think about sometimes when (laughs) you put it all together. And so one of the other things I know you help women with a lot is, um, you know, asking the right questions versus the wrong questions when they're getting going. Can you talk to us a little bit about what, you know, what goes into asking the right questions versus what are the wrong questions to be starting with? As far as finding your style or something else? Yes. Yeah on finding your style? Yeah. So I think that sometimes I feel like I'm a therapist. I mean, I'm a trained neurosurgeon. 100%. Yes. Um, so, and I am definitely a therapist in um, the majority. So the way that I actually start my clients off when they start working with me is we start talking about their childhood, their upbringing, what they saw, what was mirrored to them. And it's so interesting. One of my clients who just went through my five-week program, she's like, and she's a financial advisor. And she's like, all day long, I talk to my clients about their money story. All day long. Not once did I ever think that my even money story affected the way that I'm getting dressed, let alone like body image issues or asking for permission or any of those things. So it's not like a let's look in the past to go and lay on a couch for five years. It's like, let's go in the past and see what if I'm still trying to appease my seven-year-old self or can I make a different, better decision for where I want to be and where I'm going? Yeah. So what is the number one thing, if you had to summarize, like the number one thing that you see women making, uh, getting dressed mistake? Um, Waiting till they lose weight to focus on it. Mm, Yeah. It's the number one thing that I feel like my clients come to me regretting that they didn't do it sooner, um, wasting so much money. And also that if you are waiting to lose weight in some way, you're hiding. Like if that's like in your mind of like, um, I, I'm not ready yet. I just want to lose 10 pounds. Blah, blah, blah. You're not being visible. You're not playing full out. Like I always say, like you can't play full out and be, and hide in the same time. 
So if you have that in your mind, like I'm not ready yet, I need to lose weight, you're, you're not dressing that way. So it's actually flipping it around to how do I feel good in my clothes today? Because I need to do something big today and learn a skill of how to feel confident in my clothes. So when I do lose the weight, I could use that already. Because I've coached women that have lost 100 pounds and they are still dressing that, that body that was 100 pounds ago. So there's not like a light switch that like, oh, you've lost the weight. Now you feel confident. It's a, it's a progression and you have to start seeing yourself as that person. So it's really that I think is the one thing. If I could like shake someone and make it go away, it's definitely that one. And so then what is the, you know, I don't know how to even ask it. What is the number one do not, don't do faux pas with accessories? <laughs> A huge mistake that I see all the time is, so I actually have, I could, um, you put in the show notes, it's the five biggest outfit mistakes that are keeping you fun, brain, and frustrated. So there's five that I see a lot of, um, and one that people don't realize, and it ends up being their major hangup is their shoes. Is like, because like shoes kind of are an afterthought. A lot of times we don't wear shoes in our house. Like you put in this whole entire outfit and then you put like the shoe on and you're like, oh, And then you go and change your whole entire outfit. So it's really just about learning, you know, what are the proportions, what are right, how to, how to make your outfit better, um, than, than having the shoes be the afterthought. Yeah. And, um, so when it comes to shoes, you know, gosh, we all, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people have seen sex in the city at some, at some point. So, you know, if you're a minimalist, I mean, how many shoes can you get away with and still be stylish? That's a, that's a loaded question there, Crystal. <laughs> I don't, if you notice, I do not give any generic information. People get so annoyed with me. They're like, why don't you just give me a tip? I'm like, aren't there enough people giving you tips that have not helped you? And for every single person, it's different. Like I have clients that have given up heels and that's one thing. And then I have clients that like, I feel, I feel powerful in heels, but I don't want to wear them every single day. So it really is having them work for you and making sure that you have what you need in order for like specific situations. Typically there are like some major gaps. Like today I was coaching a client and she is head of marketing for a huge car company. And she realized that she had like athletic sneakers and like five inch heels. And she's, I'm like, you're so, you're kind of just missing that like business casual meeting a friend for brunch. And so we were like, okay, you need maybe like a fashionable sneaker and a cute loafer, like that'll help balance you out. But it's really just making sure that you're getting dressed for every situation as opposed to being hyper-focused on work and letting everything else um, kind of not matter. Which is hard. I mean, that's what I've noticed for myself is, now that I'm, um, you know, kind of in a more flexible space, I love to get dressed and I love, you know, career power outfits, but I just don't have as many reasons to wear them anymore. Um, but that is still what I tend to shop for and mm-hmm. the shoes that go with it. Um, so it's interesting that you say that because now I'm thinking about all the things that I'm doing. Uh, and so for the person who maybe is getting older, um, and I say that me, I I'm going to be 41 in, in November, but I have seen a huge difference in, you know, how I feel wearing high heels. And I was like a girl at 5'1 that was never going to wear a flat shoe. Um, and I found some I really love, but 
are you able to talk to people about how, what kind of shoes and what brands and Mm -hmm. things like that, that would be more comfortable to like make it fashion and function together? Absolutely. So it's so interesting is that every single one of my clients has a foot issue. Sounds terrible. Like, I mean, like (laughs) I I, like you only, like I would, I stand at a trade show in Las Vegas for 10, 10 hours a day in five inch heels. Like, and they would laugh because someone would, I would take my shoes off kind of like at like five o'clock when it was almost so much and someone come over, ask me a question. I would go in my tippy toes to answer them. I'm trying to get as far as eye level. So I was, that was my crutch was like wearing those shoes. But from the pandemic, what actually happened is that our feet got so used to not wearing heels. And so many of my clients have major foot problems now, like that wore heels every single day. So, but the great thing now is there's so many options that you can be stylish and it can be some sort of like shoe that is super comfortable or supportive. There's just so many options just really help you figuring out what you need. Um, And so it doesn't feel like there's, that you just are then going and buying 20 pairs of other shoes that you, that feel like you're kind of hoarding again. And now I'm thinking about it. I remember Sarah Blakely was talking about you know, wanting to make the most comfortable high heel. How, has she come out with a shoe yet? I'm going to have to look that up. No. Later. I don't, I mean, I don't think I've seen that. Company, so I'd be surprised she's not selling mugs <laughs> with her on Instagram with her. <laughs> yeah. Just but I just up. remember now I'm thinking, I remember her saying the next big thing I want to do is make like the most comfortable, you know, and stylish shoe that, that can be out there. Um, so I was just like thinking about that, but okay. So how other can people, I mean, we'll have in the show notes, your links to everything, how else can people work with you? What do you want to share with people who may be having trouble and want to know, you know, how can I work with Melanie? Absolutely. So I'm on LinkedIn, obviously. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. Um, I, I'm going to send you the that um, that guide for the five biggest athletes. Yeah. So that's super, super powerful. Um, and then I also have a five-week program, which is by far one of my favorite things to teach, um, only because it is the framework that I have every single one of my clients, whether you are working with me one-on-one or working on me in the group capacity or working in my mastermind, whatever, like it literally is the foundation for every single thing that we, that we do together. And it's so funny because women, you know, we love our facts and we love our things and it feels like getting dressed is so hard. But when we go through this customized foundation of you getting clear on your intention, you getting clear what flatters you, what colors you should wear, and then your own definition of how to feel polished, because that's what it is, is that we don't know how to feel good in our clothes. We're just keep trying whenever. But if you have like, these are the three things I need to focus on. And for everyone, it's different um, because everyone's body type is different. Everyone's coloring is different, but also everyone's like unique, like style is different of how they want to feel polished. Once we get clear of that, Um, it makes getting dressed so easy because you have this intention and you have your North star. So I call it like the confidence code. Like once you know, these five things, you will always be, be able to get dressed. And what I also love about this framework is it's not like a, this is how to dress your body right now, or this is how to dress for like the five situations you need to get dressed for. This is a coaching tool you could use for yourself. So you could use it in 10 years. Like you could just go back and go through this formula and be like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to my friend's wedding in Hawaii or I'm go, I'm changing careers. Now I'm working from home. Like you just go through this method on your own and you know exactly what you need and how your wardrobe can support you. So it's like me teaching you how to be your own personal stylist, which for the women that I work with, unless they know the how and the why and why they're doing it and all the things, 
there's always going to be the doubt of like, am I doing it right? So it's actually putting you in the driver's seat of feeling confident. So there's that five-week program as well, which is the foundation. And it's the thing that you just like need to do and you will have that skill for life. I love it. I love it. That's, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the goal is like, what can we implement to keep us feeling good at all ages and all stages? Exactly. And um, so the last question that I want to ask, put you on the spot here is, you know, what is the biggest win you've had with one of your clients? What, you know, can you think of that somebody came back and, you know, really had a life-changing moment um, from working with you? It's interesting because um, one of the things that I've really been called to do for the past two years, especially getting my neuro coaching certification, is really helping my clients feel in control. And again, like as we keep talking about, this is so much more than clothes. It really is that identity. So, um, you know, if you want to say like, what was the, you know, the easy tangible thing is I get, I get emails from clients all the time is I was passed over for the SVP role. They hired me. They, you know, I got the job finally. Like, cause the majority of the reason why they're, that they are not getting the job is there's a confidence disconnect. Like they're like, I'm not showing up, raising my hands in meetings. I am not being the spokesperson for myself, for my team. So they're, you know, having that confidence. So there's, there's that aspect of it. So like their career is, um, definitely being, you know, enhanced and they're really getting the promotion they want. Um, an interesting thing that came out of a woman that was in my six month mastermind is one of the things that we were working on with her is she is six feet tall and she always had this like scarcity mentality of like, she was afraid to wear her clothes because she was afraid they were going to get ruined. So she kind of like hoarded them. And we went through this whole process of really, you know, understanding, you know, what was holding her back and all of the things. And one of these big aha moments that she actually had is I kind of feel like I've outgrown where I live. And I feel like when I get dressed, I'm kind of, I'm always like, eh, I'm only going here. I'm only going there. She, she went and moved to Nashville, like after like with me. And I was like, okay. Um, and then interestingly enough, I just spoke to a client this week. And one of the things that we've been working on is, um, kind of softening a little bit of her clothes because she is definitely very empowered, is very, very strong. And in her mind, getting dressed was definitely like very much of like feeling powerful. And some of the things that we've been doing within her clothes is to feel more feminine, feel more approachable. She just got married um, and she kind of like wanted to have a little bit more femininity in her wardrobe. And it's something we actually incorporated in her work wardrobe as well. Um, as we kind of spoke about colors, and, um, it kind of just shifted the way that she was approaching work and getting dressed. And she was in a huge trial like two weeks ago. And she like, we got on a call this week and she's like, I was able to settle that case because I was able to be a different person in my clothes and show up differently. Like I didn't come in in strong arm is what I would have done six months ago and how I would have approached this. There was just a general softening and a what if, and could this be, and how other ways can I do that? So the most, what I actually love is that more than just the clothes, this kind of this idea of just showing up differently and that curiosity, that what if, and knowing that just because we've been doing things for the past 20 or 30 years, and we were showing that that was the right way, maybe there's another way for us to approach something. So. I love it. I mean, I, I am a true believer in this. Ladies, 
it can change your life. This is not the only time I've heard this kind of story where changing something outwardly helped you change something inward that allowed you to convey a different persona, a different capability, an increase in confidence that allows you to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. So many times people think and stereotype and it's materialistic and it doesn't matter what I look like. It doesn't matter what I wear. At the end of the day, when we're sitting behind a Zoom, that's absolutely true. It really doesn't matter what you look like or what you're wearing. However, it can really influence what you put out there, how you behave, how you interact with other people, which can lead you to get stuck, get pigeonholed, or push you forward. It can have negative or or positive impacts. I am such a a believer in this. And I really feel like we need to take some pride in what we're doing, put some thought into what we want to put out there to the world because it is going to have an impact on us. Um, So guys, if you have any questions, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to Melanie, check out her website. She has so much information. Definitely follow her on LinkedIn and Instagram because she gives so much insights and tips away. It is unbelievable. Like you will definitely get a feel. She is authentic. What you see is what you get and it all comes through. So definitely connect and follow with her. Thank you so much for sharing your time, Melanie. It has been amazing. I think there's so many, uh, I call it the tweetable moments and takeaways and quotes that I have here. So I just appreciate all that you're willing to share with us and joining us and giving us your time today. Take some time this week, guys, and think about what you're look, you know, what look you're going for and how you're going to put things together. Think about some of these tips that Melanie has and how you can implement them. That's what I would say for you and get a little more clear on, you know, how your dress can influence your success, your career, your love life, your home life even. And remember, you are made for more. Start living like it today. Until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to create a career you love, get the salary you deserve, and build the confidence to live life on your own terms, sign up for my free newsletter where you'll get actionable tips to raise your worth, build your wealth, create freedom, and create a life you absolutely love. Head over to crystalwaremedia.com to sign up or click the link in the show notes and join thousands of others making their dreams a reality. Whether you're just embarking on the journey or well on your way, the Worthful newsletter has something for you. See you next week.